Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Okay, today we got a very special guest on the show, Chelsea Ellison, who is actually my principal. Um, so Chelsea, welcome to the show. How are you doing with all this, um, you know, COVID-19? I'm living the dream. Every day, right? Every day. Every, Every day, day living the dream. Nightmares <laughs> are dreams too. No, I'm doing good. Um, just staying busy. Um, completely different uh, work dynamic atmosphere than we're used to. Um, but just trying to roll with, you know, what we've gotten thrown at us and make the best of it. Yeah. Um, I, the other day I interviewed a a teacher out in New York and trying to get an idea of how New York was going. And, um, she talked about how everything has been online. They are in pure kind of lockdown with, uh, like they're on the front lines out there. Um, has the, has the virus or, or things like that, um, has, has Texas been hit hard recently or is that something that we're expected to see within the next couple of weeks? Um, I would say right now, especially where we are in Wilco, um, we haven't been hit as hard as some of the other areas around. Um, I do know that um, looking at some of the statistics and the videos that are obviously shared and from some resources and sources that we have, um, in the next 9 to 13 days, it's supposed to start peaking. Um, should be peaking about May 4th, but again, we don't know yet. So um, I would say we've not been hit as hard. Um, right now, uh, with Governor Abbott's shelter in place, it's it's definitely helped in Wilco and Travis County and Bell um, slow the spread. Um, but I would project us seeing a greater impact um, that will subsequently impact our teachers and our students more than what we're seeing now. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm starting to see that kind of the same route as well. And um, I'm starting to question the fact that I think maybe we as educators need to continue to build our online um, resources up and get really good at those because I personally, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor and I'm not anything like that, but I don't know, um, you know, if we're going to be uh, a late start for next school year due to this major pandemic or um, maybe maybe it'll be all over and it'll be uh, good to go, and it'll be something that we can actually start the school year. Um, what are what are some things that you're you're informing the teachers about um, online classrooms and things like that that you can kind of inform the uh, the rest of the world right now of some things that they could 
prepare for their online classrooms? Um, online learning is definitely um, a shift for the majority of our educational system. Um, you know, we've been a brick and mortar school for how long? Um, we've had the, the slow increase of online school options out there for students to choose to go to. Um, but right now we are um, living in a paradigm shift that's going to completely change public education for here on out. Um, it was just a matter of time before we got into this point. Um, for the most part, students are more um, accepting and understanding of technology. Um, it's more the adults and the teachers that are making the adjustment. Um, students have been dealing with technology on a personal social level for years, especially with our students at the middle school and high school. Um, but it is definitely harder when you're working with um, younger students and trying to manage a Google Classroom. You know, I had the same battle with struggle with my son yesterday when I'm looking at it from a parent's end versus a administrator or a teacher end. The view is different. The assignments look different. Um, where you turn things in looks different. Um, so it can definitely be overwhelming. So what we're trying to do is um, we're utilizing all the resources that we have. So um, our instructional coach is doing a great job of providing teachers um, opportunities um, to go to different uh, professional development opportunities that we have out there, either free or online that different region service centers are ho hosting or within our own district. And then we have our technology. One of our technology teachers um, is con uh, constantly providing YouTube videos and how-tos on how to do the different um, Google Classroom, Padlets, um, and all the different uh, resources that we do have because it is overwhelming for, for teachers and especially for parents. So one thing I would say for parents is um, look at the resources that the school is providing. We are providing how-to videos on how to get online, how to look at your students' assignments, how to figure out if they've turned them in or not through Google Classroom or whatever platform they're using, and just YouTube. I mean, you can find you can find anything on YouTube. So yeah, um, so from firsthand, you know, I, I know you have uh, kids at home, and you're also a leader over a, a school. Um, you know, I I think looking at from a lot of parent perspective, because I've I've followed a lot of uh, parent groups on Facebook, and I've asked several questions with them of what are some of their or their biggest challenges, and uh, a lot of it is um scheduling um yes. they they're they they say they're up till two o'clock at night or they're having a hard time trying to work and and educate their kids at the same time um what are some things that you as a parent are doing to kind of um since you're experiencing this as a leader of a school and a parent what are some things that you're doing um to you know potentially basically teach your kids and um, lead a school at the same time? First and foremost, I'll tell you, it's easier to lead a school of a thousand kids and, you know, manage over a hundred staff members than it is to homeschool my own child. Um, props to any stay at home mom, props to anybody who's, uh, been doing homeschool this whole time, because this is the hardest challenge I think I've ever faced. Um, in all honesty, I probably have more patience with the thousand kids that we have here than I do with my own son. Um, just because I guess the expectation for him is there of I'm expecting him to act and behave in a way like he would at school, but we're at his desk in his room or at the dining room table. So the atmosphere that's created in the environment is home. It's not school. 
Um, so some of the shifts that I would recommend um, for parents is literally creating a school environment space to where that's where you do the homework. That's where you're doing um, any of your school activities and it not be on the couch, it not be in his bed, it not be um, the comfort spaces because they've literally got to have a mindset shift that, okay, now I'm working on school versus chilling at home. So for me, it's just creating that, okay, this is when we're doing school. This is where we do it at. This is how we're doing your homework. Um, you know, I set limits. I give them incentives of, okay, you're going to work in this um, program that your teacher sent after you've done your quizzes. It says for 10 to 15 minutes. And then when you get done with that, you have your 20-minute break um, that he gets to choose what we do. Um, he still only gets 30 minutes a day maximum on um, his entertainment technology, such like Minecraft gaming, um, and then he has other options to choose from. But I will tell you, it is uh, it has been a it has been a big challenge. Uh, I'm I'm ready for him to go back to school. I'm ready to go back to school. Um, and and one thing I I would definitely stress to parents is, you know, depending on the grade and the age of the child, is is a huge factor when it comes to actually how much time you're spending on academics at home. You don't have to spend eight hours a day. You don't have to spend four hours a day. If the student has gotten done the curriculum the teacher has recommended, trust it, trust that that's what they needed, and then allow them to be creative, allow them to go outside, you know, um, within the restrictions. Allow them to do something that they wanna do, read a book or build it, you know, I know with TikTok, they're all building the ramps and the marble ramps and stuff, um, which is a lot of engineering in itself. So I think just trusting the process of you don't have to spend hours at home like we do at school. There's a lot of other factors that we build into the school day. Um, and be patient. Be patient with the teachers. Be patient with your kids because they don't understand that this isn't just an extended spring break. Yeah, yeah. I think... Uh, another big uh, question that I'm hearing a lot is with parents saying, well, how do I how do I make sure that kids are doing work while I have my own Absolutely. job that I'm, I'm trying to do at the same time? Um, do you have any advice on that or, or maybe because the way I think and the way I'm looking at it is I, I, I try to inform teachers or, or parents to say, look, you cannot do your job while you're trying to teach your kid at the same time that you're, you're trying to do two things at once so like you're gonna have to split that time up with the fact of if you have something important that you have to complete for your job then it might not be the best time to teach your kid something that you actually have to sit down and explain a few times so that kid actually gets the concepts um, you might have to utilize that time um, where you're actually doing Maybe it's a Zoom call meeting or something like that, and your kid is, um, you know, utilizing some kind of educational program that they can do on their own. Would you agree with that, or are you doing something totally different with your kids? And if not, um, what kind of educational systems or maybe educational technology is out there for parents to utilize so they can, you know, um, get the work done that is needed and, and actually have their kids entertained with something else. 
Um, I absolutely agree. Um, I would say that if, um, if your job is requiring you to work from home, like mine is obviously, um, one thing that I've realized with this, with my son, I have a three-year-old and a nine-year-old, the three-year-old's just off the wall. The nine-year-old doesn't understand why a three-year-old doesn't have to do schoolwork also, and it's not fair and he's hating life. Um, but you cannot multitask in that situation. Um, I'm a pretty good multitasker, but even then it's, it's requiring a lot of juggling going on. So if it's, I, I would say designate time for your job, just like you're designating time for your students. Um, so I designate a time, okay, when the kids get their 20 minute break in or 30 minute break, whatever they're doing, uh, free time, that's when I then try to get some stuff done with work. Um, and I'm doing my thing when they can kind of entertain themselves. But if it's something that my son needs, you know, instruction on, one-on-one um, -on -one support on, I definitely have to take a minute to stop and spend that time and give it to him um, to provide him with that instructional support. But I definitely um, would say that there are a ton of free online resources uh, that are available out there for parents to use um, that are interactive games. Some of the ones that um, he loves playing is Prodigy. That's one of the more popular free online um, math games that are out there. It meets the kids where they are. They work on the various levels. And then it's like a, it's essential gaming for them, but with an educational setting. And it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, most school districts probably have a ton of online resources as well that they purchase that your kid can usually self-navigate. Some of the difficulty is just getting them to the resource. And once you get them on, then they can be, uh, be pretty self-sufficient. Um, Khan Academy is another great one. It's a free resource. Um, it also has, you know, built-in example schedules for the day that students could use. But again, as parents, um, one thing I would stress, being a public educator, um, being a principal, we're in a world pandemic right now. And I think, yes, education is vital. It's important. Um, it's, it's the it's the groundwork for every child's future. However, I also think them seeing how their parents are reacting to this situation, them seeing how they're modeling, how they're coping with this and how they're balancing everything is more important than them doing an assignment or getting a hundred on it. Yeah. Um, that's, I mean, when it comes down to it and they look back, they're going to remember the activities you did as a family together. They're going to remember, okay, when we were quarantined, we had game night or we did this or, you know, we went on adventure walks or we, we just walked the dog twice a day. Yeah. Like that's the kind of stuff they're going to remember. Not my mom helped me get into this online class. Yeah. So I would definitely prioritize the memories and the moments you create together and allow the educational setting to enhance it versus drive it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I think right now is a very uh, different time for everyone. Like nobody has experienced this in any of our lifetimes um you know i think right now is the way you act to this situation um and your kids are actually looking at the way you're reacting to it if you are in complete chaos then what you're teaching your kid is when there's something major or a major problem that they're gonna um actually get in complete chaos so you're modeling these behaviors um i don't know what this is going to look like when we do come back to school um this is I could say probably a very traumatic experience for everyone. 
Um, and it's at the very perspective of how you are handling it right now. So uh, my, my, my suggestion is, is that you're going to have to um, model calm um, behaviors at home you know, especially when you're getting frustrated with your kids struggling with work and then you're trying to maintain a work um, life balance, you can't get frustrated and show those type of behaviors towards the kid because all the kid's going to do is actually start modeling that when they get frustrated with it. So um, I can tell you right now, I, I think schedules are completely uh, messed up from everybody's perspective. I think we are a creature of habit. And even though we don't really keep a great schedule for some of us, if we don't keep a great schedule, you still wake up in the morning, you go to work and, and you do your work thing. And that's actually your built-in skit daily schedule. And now it's completely messed up for everybody. So I think um, I think this idea of, well, the kid has to go to school eight hours of the day is actually not realistic right now because you have to work as well and it's just something that you're going to have to change up and you know even if that kid is getting a few hours in of education I think you're still doing an awesome job Absolutely. With I mean it. as a district we kind of said that uh, one of our elementary campuses that is 4th and 5th grade they approximately the students are working 120 minutes a day which is 2 hours um, high school set it at 180 minutes a day. At the middle school level, we said we're roughly 150 minutes, two, two and a half hours. Um, I think it's appropriate, especially during this time, because, you know, that's the baseline of the expectation. For some kids, it's going to take them four hours to get it all done. Um, for some kids, they'll get it done in an hour. So remember that, you know, if they're doing everything that's been suggested or recommended, um, but they get it done quicker or it takes them longer. It's no one's fault. That's just the pace that the kid works at. Um, I also think, though, that, you know, it, it is okay if the kid sees a parent get frustrated. I know for me, it's been good to where I'm like, I tell my son, I'm like, look, I need a break. You need a break right now. So we're just both going to step away from whatever we're doing. And we're going to go, you know, do something fun or, you know, go play with the dog or you know, just step away because they need to see those coping skills. They need to see that, you, you know, it is okay to be stressed during the situation. I think that's one of the biggest pieces that some people are missing out on is the student's social emotional learning as well. Yeah. Um, is it, it's hard for them. You know, they're, they're having withdrawals. They're grieving friends yeah. right now. They're grieving their social life. They're grieving life as they know it. Um, and they might be exhibiting that in very different ways. Some might be withdrawing and, just wanting to stay on games and stay online the whole time, but that that's the only way they can communicate with some of their friends. Yeah. Um, some are rebelling and still wanting to go out and, and meet with friends. So I think finding the balance of that um, and also modeling um, what it means to be a responsible citizen and that if it's a shelter in place, it's a shelter in place. If you should be staying six feet apart from each other, you need to be staying six feet apart from each other because here's here's these learning opportunities students are getting and that if we have our governor saying for the well-being of our of our community, of our county, of our nation, we need to shelter in place and stay six feet apart. And I see mom and dad saying, oh, that doesn't really apply to us. You've now planted that seed that rules don't apply to them and other people's health and well-being doesn't matter. Yeah. So yeah. I think those are just, you know, things that we don't subconsciously realize. Um, 
but they're important for our kids because you know having empathy and sympathy for other people is a great skill that they're lacking right now especially with technology and here's here's a way that we've been thrown into the deep end that they're having to see what it does yeah yeah and 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 those are things that um i feel like um right now it's going to be a change for everybody and you know everyone out here we're all on the same team it's not like one school is doing this compared to other schools that are in uh, are actually going to school everybody's in shutdown and i feel like yes it hopefully this actually gets better and in a few weeks we can end up going back to school but you know if not i'm sure things are going to continue to change uh, my advice is to uh, continue to you know listen to what the experts out there are saying with your governors or or the presidents and then also listen to what the school system's uh telling you i'm sure they're sending out tons of tons of letters and and calling i'm not on the direct end of that but i'm sure you know chelsea you can kind of talk a little bit on um what y'all are doing with you know informing parents and things like that um so we have a couple different methods of informing parents and trying to keep them up to date we have a school messenger app that sends out emails and phone calls home um that i'll send out messages through that i try not to do too many because it becomes overwhelming um teachers are also communicating with parents and students through google classroom we've also created a master spreadsheet with our thousand kids of you know have they picked up a hard copy textbooks are they working have they logged into google classroom and are they participating in those um, so we have a master spreadsheet. We also are looking at if they failed the last semester and are they are at risk students of potentially, you know, failing for the year. And then we're targeting those students and making phone calls home. Another thing we did was uh, we have a great um, community correspondence uh, at the district level who runs a Facebook, our district Facebook. So he puts a lot of stuff out in as from the district through Facebook. Uh, we have a Facebook page for the middle school as well that we put out. And we live stream and we do some things like that, um, you know, send messages out that way. Another link we created was an instructional um, YouTube page for students and parents of our teachers working through problems or us sending out messages. So, you know, unfortunately, no matter how many different angles and ways we try to communicate, there's still going to be the parents and the, te- you know, the students that we're missing. Um you know, and used to word of mouth got around. And so that would help us, but there's not a lot of people interacting. Yeah. yeah. So one of the most important things is if you've not heard from your school, if you, if you have a question, the best thing you can do is reach out yeah. to the school. It's not because of our lack or want to, it's because, you know, you may not have hit on the radar in the avenues that we've tried because either you've changed your phone number, you have a different email or your email address was accidentally entered incorrectly. So it's no one's fault. Um, but just try to keep the lines of communication open for sure. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we're going to have to get through this together. I mean, this is not uh, one thing that somebody's going to take full responsibility of. This is something that we all have to come together as a team. Um, I, I could definitely say if you're trying to um, get ahead and, and you're really wanting to make sure your kid is not losing gaps and things like that, it is keeping keep informed with the school, you know. Um, be that parent that that is touching base with your with your teachers, and um, you know, just trying to get a better understanding of how you can educate your kid during these times. 
Chelsea, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks um, for asking me. I'm sure this is going to help out a lot of teachers out there and parents. And i um, excited to uh, get this information to them. Well, anytime. Let me know. I appreciate your work. All right. Thanks. If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them. Send them a text message, a DM, an email. Put it on all your social media platforms and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.